In this podcast, I'm going to tell you the three C's that will help you with your mental health as a parent. Bad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. My name's James, and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. I'm a happily married father of three, but I've also struggled with my mental health on and off since my teens. This podcast is set up to hopefully support other parents who may be struggling with their mental health. So the first C I'm going to talk about today is communication. Communication will come in all sorts of forms in varying ways as your child grows up. So when they're brand new and can't speak, obviously they communicate through gestures, noises, particularly cries. We got very good at working out a cry that meant I was t they were tired or they were hungry or they were cross or they were scared or they had wind. You become an expert on your child and that communication means that forever you will always understand what is going on for your child better than anyone. It's probably the reason that at 46 I can still ring up my mum and she can tell exactly how my day is, how my life is going largely by the tone of my voice. As in most relationships, I think the secret to successful relationships with your children is communication, having lots of communication, asking lots of questions. They will have a million questions and it can be really frustrating if you're in the car on the way doing the school run and your kids are asking you a million questions. Certainly if you've got three of them like I do, it's very difficult. One of my, one of my big mental health issues is driving. I, I get really anxious when I drive sometimes. I get lots of intrusive thoughts. So trying to answer lots of questions from your kids who just want to communicate can be really stressful. I think it's always important to try and think about what you're going to say before you say it. Don't bark and answer, I'm guilty of doing this. Because actually they want to communicate and they want to learn about you and your kids are going to learn more about you and the environment and how you view the world and how you should interact with the world and people by how you communicate with them. The thing I found is the kids are getting older, so we have a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old and a 4-year-old. At the end of the day, probably because they're tired and they're maybe holding it together, their behavior as, as good as they can at school. At the end of the day, how was, just, how was school? Fine. You get monosyllabic answers. Give them some time to decompress from school. Give them something to eat. But then when you're asking them questions, ask them open-ended questions. Or ask them something like, what made you laugh today? Or what was the funniest thing you saw today? What happened today that you struggled with? Ask them questions which lead on to a conversation. Quite often at the end of the day, if the kids are, are being difficult or won't go to bed and I'm tired as well, so sometimes the communication can be a bit negative. I think it's always important not to end the day on negative communication. If you can always go to bed, the number of times I've gone to bed, give them a cuddle, say sorry for being cross with them. It's good for them to see that you can reconcile. You're going to have communication that's sometimes not great, but you can always develop it, telling them how you feel and what worries you and owning mistakes only empowers them to do the same. You know, me and my wife may fall out because we're tired or stressed or anxious, but it's always important for them to see that actually that's okay. That's a healthy part of a relationship. Relationships aren't all sunshine and rainbows. Life is up and down. Life is a lot of gray area. As long as they can always see that, oh, well, mum and dad sometimes fall out and sometimes mum's cross and sometimes dad's cross or sometimes they upset each other. But they always find a way, they always communicate their way to a successful outcome for everyone. And that's going to show them how they can have that with their friends and their own relationships at school, that through communication, 
constantly asking questions, constantly showing an interest in the other person, listening to the other person, that you can always sort it out. And actually that life's too short to have negative communication or to be grumpy or sad. If you don't need to be, sometimes you have to be the bigger person. Sometimes you have to be the person that says sorry first even if it wasn't your fault. Because actually the, the outcome is a win-win for both of you. I get so much love and support from my children and the communication I've had from them and the love I've had from them has got me through some dark times. Certainly times when I've had really bad anxious days or I'm really feeling low. A cuddle from them or just the human contact from them and their body language, that form of communication can do wonders, can do more than any antidepressant medication can do. The power you have of people that understand you the best, how they can communicate and help you can be life-changing. And in the same way, the impact that you have on them can be enormous. You can fix their worries and concerns more effectively than anyone. And there's something quite beautiful about if your child's having a tough day and you can get into the trenches with them and you can listen to their problems and you can find a solution and showing them how to find solutions through communication is really effective. Also, it's, it's bonding you. It's bonding your relationship. These are the things you don't forget. The things that I haven't forgotten from my childhood are when my parents got me through tough times, when my parents really helped me with things that I was really upset about, really anxious about, ends of relationships, problems with work, problems with my mental health. The second C I'm going to talk about in regards to good mental health as a parent is compassion. As much as it's important to have compassion for other people, it's important to have compassion for yourself, especially as you're becoming a parent or being a parent. When you're a parent, well, you know there's going to be an endless list of jobs to do. You'll try washing with soap and bleach and lava, but your hands will always smell of someone's poo. And when I've done 500 jobs, it just gets replaced with 500 more. I'd like to be a man who gets to sleep in his bed, not someone else's floor. I'm exhausted, I'm exhausted, but apparently not as tired as my wife. I'm exhausted, I'm exhausted, but I wouldn't change a thing about my life. Parenting is so hard. It's something that I had no concept of how hard it was until I was a parent, until I was actually in this position of, I've got to provide for these people. I've got to lead the family. I've got to get them dressed, get them to school. It's the hardest thing I have ever done. But then because of that, it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Being a parent has given me more scenarios where I've generally thought, I honestly don't know how I'm going to get through this. By backing yourself or just putting one foot in front of the other, you do find a solution. You do find a way. The number of times at the end of the day, me and my wife have been sat on the sofa. I'm like, I don't know how we did that. I, I don't know how we got everyone there on time. It's important to be compassionate to yourself. When you're having a tough day, it smacks of annoying sort of sugar-coated, overly emotional sayings. But you have to love yourself. You have to so you have to love yourself because if you don't love yourself, then how can you possibly comprehend anyone else loving you? You've got to respect yourself. I saw a saying that actually you get out of life what you tolerate. And I really like that because it gives a different dimension to the whole element of having compassion for yourself shows other people how you expect to be treated. If you're always putting yourself down and treating yourself badly, well, other people think well, that's fine. That's how he treats himself. So that's basically how I will treat him. Having compassion for yourself is going to show your children that it's important to be kind to yourself. When you make a mistake, you need to be your own biggest supporter. If you can learn to be your biggest supporter, you'll be self-propelled. You'll get yourself through these times, which is important because there will be times when you will have to do it on your own and there won't be other people to pick you up and dust you off and plod and say the right words. You have to do that for yourself. 
So compassion for yourself is important because it teaches your children as well that, okay, I'm having a tough day, but that's okay. Positive self-talk, getting you through difficult situations. I sometimes forget that my children are just human beings going through the same things that I am, having the same struggles and the same worries that I am. I, I get anxious about going to work. So, of course, they get anxious about going to school or to a party or to a sports club that they go to. What, you know, why wouldn't they? I don't know why sometimes. Maybe we, we put our children on a pedestal and we think they're these beings that don't have to struggle with the same, same things that we do. Of course they do. And in the same way that when you mess up or make a mistake, don't give yourself a hard time. Give yourself enough compassion to say, all right, well, you made a mistake. That, that went wrong, didn't it? We'll try not to make the same mistake again. Do the same for them. And the final C I want to talk about in regards to good mental health as a parent is confidence. Confidence is not an easy thing to create. And if I'm honest, I go through my life doubting my ability a lot of the time. I've learned also that just putting one foot in front of the other and just keeping going is effective. Self-confidence, like anything, like any muscle or like any technique, has to be practiced. And quite often you have to do things when you're anxious, when you're scared. I don't know if people are born confident. I think some people just learn to do things anxious or worried or scared and that builds confidence. And the more you do it, the more you put yourself in situations and scenarios where you feel, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. This could be massively horrendous. And then it isn't or it's never as bad as you think it's going to be in your head. That builds self-confidence and that will show your children. As a way of thanking anyone who's still listening to this podcast, there is actually a fourth C for how to support, look after, protect your mental health as a parent. And that is C is for connection. Connection is, I think, what gives value and meaning to our lives. I think it's why we're here. And it's probably the most important thing. It, it fundamentally underpins the, the concept of family. Probably my favorite ever TED talk from an amazing lady called Brené Brown who talks about this in more detail. I couldn't say enough good things about this TED Talk. I must have listened to it a hundred times. I urge you to go and listen to it because it will help give you clarity on, on all sorts of things, particularly parenting. And one of the best things you can do, I think, as a human being, as a dad, is create connection within your family. If you as a family are connected and strong and see each other as your teammates and you're working together, not apart, then there's very little, I think, in life that can knock you off track. If I think about all the times in my life that I've really been happy, they're not things I've done on my own. It's there's times I've been connected to my friends and my family. The things that give and have given my life meaning are connection with other people. Human beings, by their nature as mammals, are pa we're pack animals. We're not supposed to be on our own. We're not good when we're on our own. If I look back on all the times in my life that were the lowest, when I was spending lots of time on my own, living on my own, doing a job. I think I was a postman where I was spending five days on my own, ultimately walking around and then going home and spending the whole time on my own. My mental health was at its lowest. Ironically, even though life is super stressful, potentially, and very busy, I've never been happier and my mental health has never been better when I've been more connected as a parent, being a part of a tight family unit of five people. There are lots of things you can do as a parent to encourage a sense of connection. Things like eating together. It's quite hard work to get the kids to turn off devices. Though we make a rule, a family rule, that my wife supports and backs up and I do the same for her when she's cooking. That we turn off devices and we all sit down and 
talk about each other's day and ask questions. And the first five, 10 minutes are a little forced because kids want to get back to their devices. They want to watch telly. But then after a while, they relax into it. And the fact that we're all connected, we're all sat down and eating food together and sharing jokes, sharing stories about their day. And the kids quite often quite like listening to me and my wife talk about our days. The main reason people love Christmas and Easter and birthdays is because of connection. If you were doing it on your own, it'd be a bit rubbish. So the more you can do to create connection in your family, the stronger your family will be. And I'm pretty sure the better everyone's mental health will be, not just yours. And sometimes the first five or 10 minutes are quite hard work when you're sitting down and trying to connect with each other over a family meal. Your kids are fidgeting or complaining or you're obsessing and panicking they're going to spill a drink. Or you might think, God, I'd just like to sit in front of the telly and eat and just mong out. But actually, a little bit like playing board games, you're playing Monopoly, the idea of a family board game is the last thing I want to do. But then once you get into it and you actually, you have a laugh and you have fun and you're all doing something together, you're all connected, you kind of remember that actually it's worth doing. Those are the times you're creating memories for your children. I really did not want to go out and do trick-or-treating with my kids a couple of weeks ago. It was wet, it was cold. I knew that it would tap into all my anxieties and my mental health triggers about kids being safe and tripping over things and walking into the road. And I just knew it would be tough. But actually, it was a laugh. We all got to have some fun. We all got to walk around and see some funny stuff. And my wife is right. She annoyingly often is. Actually, those are the memories. Those are things they that they will remember us doing things as a unit as a family unit and having some fun at the end of the day that's what life's about it's shared experiences and con- and the connections you made and the impact you had in other people's lives and the impact they had on yours so just to clarify the four c's for good mental health as a parent number one communication try and just keep lines of communication up all the time with your children and your partner Number two, compassion. Be compassionate to yourself as much as you would to other people. Number three, confidence. Confidence, like anything, like any technique or a muscle needs to be developed. Confidence is something you develop. I don't think it's something people are born with. You have to keep doing things. Often when you're scared or anxious, the more you do these things, the easier they will feel and the more confident you will get. And the fourth mystery bonus C, connection. Connection is what gives value and meaning to our lives. It's absolutely vital in your life, in your children's lives. The more things you can do to create positive connection within your family, the stronger family unit you'll be and the better your and their mental health will be. I hope wherever you're in the world, you're okay. Thanks for watching this podcast. If you want to support what I'm doing, please give me a follow. Please maybe write a review and please maybe share this with a friend. Take care. Bad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. My book, First Time Dad, a 42-week guide to pregnancy, is available in Kindle and paperback form on Amazon and an audiobook form on Audible. To sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website, www.dadmindmatters.com.